Hey, 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 February 21st, 2020. It's uh, a little bit late in the morning, 1020. A late walk for Bud. It's a little bit overcast, but it's uh, 70 degrees here in Arizona. And this is Buddy's owner, Michael, and the Arizona Schnoodle Walks. Hey, Bud, come on, let's get your uh, harness on if you want to walk. And I don't know, do I have a, a title for this podcast? Uh, you know what it is already, but I don't, because you have clicked play and listened. So I'm heading out. We're going to walk. Gonna walk. And <laughs> I'm in a... Strange position. Yes. Apply for jobs, don't hear from people, just got to let it go. I guess technically I've got like three things in the hopper that could go somewhere. And I followed up on them to the extent that I should. But I'm kind of just waiting. And uh, it's Friday. And Bud needs to get walked. So I don't know if I'm reaching, stretching what I'm doing. And also doing this book. Can I cannot believe it. I'm just kind of feel like I'm just going to follow through with it because I started it. And I don't know. It's not, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't call it sidetrack this morning, but I stumbled on yesterday and today I, I followed up was, this Holy Spirit concept. So, as is, as is a lot of things, um, we end up repeating things that we kind of, either we all know or we experience them through different people. So, um, in communications, um, I like this one course. I'll probably have to re- review it again. But we're the medium. I'm the medium. I'm your podcast host. I'm speaking to you. And whatever my message is, is, is just filled with my history and my experience. of life. Right or wrong. There is no right or wrong. It is what it is. And that's the kind of the mystery of this Holy Spirit thing. And... People try to articulate it, and that's why I struggle with it in a book form, is how, how can I articulate what this is? Because I, I'm humbled walking through it. I don't have it figured out. But it's kind of one of those things, it's like you can, you can recognize it. You can recognize the, uh, perhaps, the wrong, the wrong way or the incorrect way. So... What do I mean by that? So there's this uh, famous gentleman, uh, Bill Bright, I guess in the 50s and 60s, and he started this organization called Campus Crusade for Christ, and huge organization, American thing, right? As you do, American. And uh, some good principles there. And he actually has a little book on... um, what does he call it? Actually, I'll have to look it up because <laughs> now I can't. I got it. It's on my phone. 
new technology, which Bill Bright didn't have. So we got some phone technology. And I can go to my Kindle app on my phone as I'm talking, as I'm podcasting, blah, blah, blah. And the name of the book is, I've got to get rid of this German book first. So I, was, I did have, just for information, I had Der Mensch vor der Frage nach dem something. That was Victor Klemper in German. So it was uh, Der Mensch vor der Frage nach dem Sinn. Sinn. Okay. So the Bill Bright book is How You Can Be Filled with the Holy Spirit. How you can. So since that's kind of the related to the topic of my book, um, I started flipping through it. And it was probably written in the 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. It definitely has that Christian feel to it. It's like, ask a question, throw a Bible verse on it. And uh, yeah, that's probably what tweaked me the most. <laughs> was uh, a couple of terminology. Words words have meaning, right? Not, and it's, it's not a meaning. They, words, what does that mean? Words have meaning. Of course, words have meaning. But if we don't define words, we move forward with an assumption of what they mean. So he has this thing called the worldly Christian, right? So this, this is probably the number one thing that tweaked me. So... Bill Bright is writing about, you know, we got to be filled with a Christian. And he, he talks about the average Christian, which is like, what the heck is that? Because I'm like, what, what, what? I mean, these terms, right? Who the heck, who the heck comes up with the term average Christian? What, what, what is that? And it's like so demeaning to God's creation to just throw out these words. And yet these are like the leaders for 50 years or more and have created organizations that continue to this day with thousands. They have a beautiful website. And now they, they've rebranded themselves as Crew, C-R-U. And it sounds like I'm being hugely disrespectful, but I'm not. I, I, they're probably doing great stuff, but it's just, I have, I have to just do my observation because that's me, you know? This is just me. So Crewy, Crew, and if you're in the organization, you're, you, you love it, and you're probably like, if you if you happen to be in the organization or not now, you're probably upset with me because I'm just taking shots at, at Bill Bright, you know, and the world, the average Christians. And then later on, he says, most Christians. <laughs> and and the, the, I guess you'd say it would be arrogance or something, arrogance, the pompousness of it to, to reduce... Um, a faith of people to statistics, like average and most. Now, probably because he's probably not an engineer or mathematically oriented, and I am. I mean, I view this stuff through that lens, and it really tweaks me off or triggers me, right? So he, he makes a reference to Romans 7, which is Paul, uh, saying... Yeah, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I do. And it's a great passage of Paul struggling with 
this thing called life. And I won't even put the word Christian life in there, which Bill Bright does and which a lot of people do. They put this thing called the Christian life, right? And I think that's probably what separates us from uh, making us less like Jesus, right? So we got the old Southern thing. They want us all, we should all be like Jesus, right? And so for if you're listening from Australia, that's American Bible Belt, probably Alabama, Georgia, that that kind of place, which may may upset you if that's your people. So I apologize to you. So yeah, Jesus hung out with all kinds of crazy, nasty people. I don't, I don't know. Just you love people, right? And here it's like the worldly Christian, right? It's like kind of weird. It's like you know, do we want to deep? I don't really want to. I don't think I'll deep dive on it right now. But uh, as I pick up dog poop in the blue bag, right? See, this is the deeply theological discussions with Buddy's dog poop, right? <laughs> This is the best podcast for these things. And are they my opinions? Well, I guess they're my, I don't know if they're opinions, they're my thoughts. I, mean, I don't know what they are. But so let me get back to Paul and Romans 7. So, so here's Bill Bright wanting to make a point. And his agenda is like to like separate people into like worldly Christians or their term at one time was a carnal, carnal Christian. No, oh, don't you love Americans for our kind of wanting to simplify everything, right? So the problem is, here's the problem. Paul's talking about himself. <laughs> so he's actually not talking about carnal Christians, or he's not talking about worldly Christians. He's actually talking about himself. So, Bill Bright, as bright as you are, right? He's brilliant, effective, impactful, making an impact on the world. Maybe employing 150,000 laborers now in the crew organization. Crew. Crew.org, baby. You know, beautiful website. And... What is it? Well, you know, it's kind of founded on some incorrect thinking. And and that incorrect thinking is that, well, okay, I guess we got to say the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, is just another worldly Christian. He doesn't meet the standard. So that's that's one view. That, that seems to be the Bill Bright view. But what, what is the actual view? Well, the actual view is we struggle, people. Everybody struggles. So the, and what does that mean to struggle? Okay. So this, it's, it is this life a journey. So going back to story brand, that you're the hero, whatever going on in your life. You know, does my life sound idyllic? You know, I'm walking a dog. 
at uh, in fairly good temperatures, but I know the sun's coming in June. I won't be doing this. Um, it's February 20th, what did I say, 21st. So by May 21st, it's going to be roasting hot out here. So, so I'll have to, my, my hero's journey is going to change, which also brings up the reminder that the meaning in life, which I've talked about, it changes all the time. The meaning of life. So if I give a shout out to do talk to strangers, right, which is something I do, I do that. It doesn't make me better than anybody. But it's kind of fun to talk to strangers because you that's an expression of love and concern for another human being, right? It's kind of like what Jesus would do. So I think of, see, I, and I, and I kind of know that Carrie has faith, has belief, but she's also, she hasn't told me her whole story about um, her experiences with um religion, so to speak. I think she's moved on to simply just loving people. <laughs> so, gee, what's my... <laughs> it's, and it's kind of a hard conversation to have, right? It's like, I think, you know, I see a lot of this religious stuff and these organizations and there's a lot of hype and enthusiasm and charismatic leadership, right? But it comes down to, am I loving people? In my world, do I know how to love people? Uh, you know, is that what God's called us to do? And it's easy for me to say the words, and I'm totally not judging anyone. Right? I'm not saying this person's not loving enough, or not this, and the, and and that's the complexity of it. And even reading the um, the Bill Bright book and kind of looking through it, there there's some elements there that are some good things that he said. So here's the other thing too: is like. There's some, some good comments he made, which I believe are, are kind of like not this power is available to us. He gives a great illustration of a Scottish woman who's who uh, who uh, has been whose son went to America. You know, America, the most important place. It almost sounds like it's. Uh, that, that train bearing guy. I think, or wait, who's the? There was a Scottish guy in the 1880s that came to the, the American, made a fortune, made a fortune, <laughs> and and so with his fortune, he was sending uh, interesting pictures, quote unquote. So he was. Um, Someone asked the poor Scottish woman, like, well, your son, I heard he's like doing really well in America. Does he send you any money to help you out? And that's probably more of an English accent than Scottish. I can't do that. But the, uh, the point, and the woman would say, oh, he sends me some interesting pictures. So the story goes on, and the woman's kind of upset that this poor Scottish woman is left by herself while her, her son is like, living a high life so the story sort of leads you down the idea that um the son is like a real jerk here right but you know but the twist of the story is that actually he was sending her um like i don't know stock certificates or financial certificates so she was actually had 
um, incredible wealth that her son was sending to her. And all she had to do was go to the bank and cash these interesting pictures <laughs> at the bank. And so that's how the story is. And, and the story with the Holy Spirit in this case is that it's available to us all the time. So here's where I like mix. There's some good things that Bill Bright says in the book. And then there's some not so good things. So what do we do? I, you know, I'm against the verse plucking. The Romans 7 really upsets me. And that's just the way I am. And I'm kind of a pain in the butt that way. And, uh, but, you know, that's kind of what I thought about this morning. It's a pretty important thing, this understanding, this Holy Spirit thing. And then it gets more complicated because I think I'm moving in a, a certain way, direction that I think is healthy, and yet I'm kind of feeling alone with it. And I know I'm not exactly alone with this thinking, but it's like making the connection. And the connection isn't so much to form a subgroup of like, we've got it figured out. It's more of, do you see the same thing I'm seeing? And how do we live in that, grow in it, and then prosper, so to speak, but invite more people in to the Holy Spirit living. So, you know, just writing this book that Bill Bright, kind of like, okay, I'm going to write this book, boom, look up these verses, here it is. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, no, that's not how the Holy Spirit is a person. It's a, it's a relationship. It's, and it's also, it should be, somehow we have to figure out how do we have a relationship with other people? with this spirit concept. And, and maybe I'm just stubborn because I just don't get it. And uh, so there we go. Whoops. Morning. And someone with an umbrella, but probably because they want to uh, shield themselves from the intense sun that we so I might be riddled with skin cancer. I don't think I am, because I occasionally go to a dermatologist. And uh, I guess I'm not the most like dermatological, whatever, aware person, right? But definitely skin cancer is a thing out here. And I don't know what it is, especially with some Irish and Northern European DNA, it's probably not ideal to be in the sun, but that woman that just walked by me had an umbrella. It wasn't extended, but it was, I think, the purpose of that umbrella was to shield from the sun. So there you go. little side note as we walk through kind of a desert path, you know, there's just, I'm not on a path right now. It's just kind of dirt, deserty. And it reminds me of Namibia, right? So I also have these weird connections with Namibia. And then Frank, there's the connection, the tie. I, I make all these tie-outs. So Frank, the German, is down in Namibia and posted a 30-second high-speed video from his uh, dash cam driving through the desert. 
look kind of like Arizona. So Frank, Frank loves Karl May. I'm sure he's German. So Karl May, he probably has good memories of curled up with a book by Karl May, reading about Vinitu and Old Shatterhands, Arizona. <laughs> so I guess I'm kind of a, I don't know if that's a romantic or not, a pain in the ass romantic. So Bud's, how you doing, Bud? I don't know if, I don't know if uh, Carl Mai had a dog and I should probably figure out if Carl Mai had a dog and in the stories. Desert dog. Der Hund. Der Hund. Was für ein Hund. I think I'll do that. I'll go. I've got the complete works of Carl Mai electronically on my uh, Kindle app so I can just search Hund. Bud, we're going to see. Maybe we'll rename you whatever whatever uh, Carl Mai thinks a good German desert dog is called. Huh? My little miniature schnauzer poodle mix. You're such a great name, dog. The schnoodle. Schnoods. Schnoods. You're looking good, bud. People think you're pretty cool looking. Yeah, so that's the most I've talked to Buddy on this podcast in a while. So I'm waiting. I'm kind of like, what do I, you know, how much proactive? So this is the spirit, faith. I do read the Bill Bright stuff, so it's about faith. Am I, I put some things out there, the universe, you know, put some seeds out there. I'm a little impatient because I want some seeds to come to fruition. But do I have faith? Am I um, following the path that I describe? That's my new expression. I don't know if I can stick with it. I, th- I think it works. Am I following the path that I describe? And it's, is it poetic? <laughs> there, I, there, your path is your path, right? So following the path that I describe. And I describe a path that God walks with you wherever you are. So if you're talking to strangers, talk to strangers. And I don't think I believe, I I think the Gospel of John has a lot of Jesus just talking to strangers. You know, it's probably, probably if we summarized the whole Gospel, it might be one, one talk to strangers after another. And that's how that works. Morning. And uh, probably a confusing hello there. What's this guy with the dog doing talking to himself? (laughs) The outdoor podcast. So there's some nice bird sounds out here. And uh, a little bit of wind today. So what am I going to do? I think I need to go back to the gym again. Do some lifting. And I have a feeling of wind. Oh yeah, the wind's picking up. Oh, there's a big bird. Probably about a, might be like a hawk. Probably about a four foot wingspan, just kind of floating around. Just enjoying himself. And, um, 
Yeah, bud, you're liking the wind too, huh? Blowing your fur back in your face. So is that not a god moment we have here? Sure. Now I just turned back into the wind, so maybe the microphones are getting muffled. I don't know. So here we are on a Friday afternoon. Oh, Friday morning. Hey, bud, come on. Let's head home. So did I set out? Did I accomplish what I wanted to accomplish on the podcast? Did I? Is it? Maybe I need to tie it up here. So if I have to think about what am I calling this podcast? It's like being filled, being filled, 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 being filled with the Holy Spirit. But that's kind of, kind of. That's one thing. I, it's like, I guess that happens. But I'm still more about spiritual ambulatio, sola spiritual ambulatio. I'm still more like walking. So I guess I'd say that's, I'm going to try that. I don't know if I've ever done a podcast called Walking in the Spirit. And maybe it does contrast with being filled. Because <sighs> who does the feeling? Is it something we... We do on our own. It's kind of like a, a, a gentle decision we make to chill out, to have some patience, and to have some peace. Is that all it is? It's just making that easy decision. So, yeah, let's. Uh, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try uh, a podcast called Spiritu Ambulatio. It's like letting go, being easy, being easy. And uh, something to say. What do we call that? The medium. I'm the medium. And it's a fire, fire flow and witness. So I do have the fire, but I don't like spiritual leaders telling me what to do. Or virtue signaling, as I like to call it. So that's my fire. Flow is what? What do we believe? What's the path that we? We're gonna follow the path that we described. Formerly known as, are we smoking what we're selling? I still, still, I still like that one, although it has that drug paraphernalia thought. But for the podcast, that's pretty good. Smoke and over something. So that's the flow, right? Witness. Well, what am I witnessing? Well, tough, right? I'm like, I haven't, I feel like I haven't really, quote unquote, overcome to a level of, of um, guru status, right? But there are no gurus, right? So, and, and, and I'm just a guide to the guide. So it's my heroes. I'm just on my hero's journey. And if we think of the hero's journey as just repeating itself, not the same hero's journey. I mean, we may have similarities. We may have, like for me, I probably battle the same challenges every day. But they're a little different, right? So maybe, I, maybe I'll learn to recognize them. 
but I have a hero's journey, you have a hero's journey, you have a path, your path is different. And so I guess I resent back to the fires. I resent the seemingly call to the common calling and just repeating the common calling and hoping that everybody lines up eventually with that common calling. So that always pisses me off. Morning. So it's more your calling, your your hero's journey, your heroic adventure. It could be as simple as just doing the laundry, making dinner, um, getting home, making a reservation, going to travel somewhere. But we need to be around people or not we, it's better, I shouldn't say we need to. It's better if we're around people that share that view of spiritual peace. And maybe I'm just reading minds, which is dangerous, right? And not figure out how to ask the right questions. Because I think I, I sense from body language and other things. And other people, it's, and it's dangerous because you get, you get that other people's observations about people kind of sum up a conclusion, which may be accurate, but it, it sort of kind of stuck with inside of a pleasant conclusion. And it reminds me of this article I read about that 80% of us have a, a monologue going on in our head. So this is, I thought this was fascinating. So, so it's definitely true for me. Like I definitely have a monologue going on in my head. And the way I get that monologue out is walk by do a podcast. So you're basically catching the inner monologue in my head. And I hope that has some value to you. But apparently 80% of us do this. But there's a strange small percentage, probably less than 20%, that don't. They have no dialogue in their head. And maybe maybe some of our conflicts are because some people just don't do this. They don't have the inner dialogue in their head. And so a guy read an article about how shocked the dude was and how it just ruined his whole day to think about people that don't have an inner dialogue in their head. And using that or, or putting that in the consideration of the do talk to strangers concept. If you're talking to a stranger, they may not have an inner dialogue in their head. And part of the fun part about talking to strangers is ask a few questions and then that inner dialogue comes out, right? Whatever. You could be traveling on the airport and if someone has an inner dialogue or an inner monologue in their head, they're thinking about stuff, and then it's probably it's probably incorrect to say that only 80%, I think probably 100% of us do have some level of inner monologue. It's just some of us do it all the time or more frequently and we don't give our brains a chance to rest. 
And I would say that probably describes me too, and, and probably a lot of other people, that we just don't let that inner monologue rest somehow. Dang, how do we do that? So that's a dilemma. So spiritu ambulatio, walking in spirit. The book is becoming more real, it's more scary. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what's gonna happen. And uh, so what else? What else? I got some positive energy from somebody. Somebody said they're sending me positive energy. I like that. Maybe maybe because I gave them a little bit of positive energy. Maybe maybe I give off positive energy more than I think. <laughs> so, do you give off positive energy? Right, the what now, and or the so what? Do you give off positive energy? All right, you got the memo today, huh? New, instead of the other t-shirts, everybody's wearing gray today on Friday? Everybody's wearing gray. I'm wearing gray. Yeah, he's wearing gray. He's wearing long sleeves. Long sleeves. So you guys are all coordinated, color coordinated. All right. The Berlin. Berlin guys. <laughs> They're putting up lights on the street here. It's gonna be wonderful. Some new lights on these desert, desert trees. Yeah, Carl Mai would be amazed by the lights in the desert, the Vinatu Desert. So, yeah, what else? I'm about five minutes, less than 10 minutes from home. Bud's been doing a good job walking. And uh, do I have something to close? I mean, is this, is this it? Fire, flow, and witness. I'm witnessing to my own spiritual journey here. That's, I don't feel is shared with enough people. So I guess I got to just put it out there. And we'll see what happens. And what's what's quite possible is that other people already quote unquote get it. What do you want to do, Bud? You want to go this way? Bud's being a little stubborn, like we all are, right? He wants to go through this gate. <laughs> so instead of like pulling on his leash and kind of letting him go, so we're gonna go through this gate. So that means that going through these gates are. Uh, fraught with possibilities like one can't get it open and uh, I can't get the gate open so there's that but uh, so we're gonna do a little different path bud right a little different way home and uh Boy, just a song from Chicago came up. Does anybody really know what time it is, right? Because I was just thinking, like, it's, it's 
it's February 21st, and I'm like, this is not my life experience. Mine is Chicago, where it's probably like 30 degrees. And right now, I wouldn't be walking the dog and wearing a t-shirt in Chicago, but it's Arizona. So I am doing it. And it's also February 21st, so I, you know, there's two areas of baseball. So for you Americans who know a lot about baseball, you probably know that there's the, I think it's called the Grapefruit League in Florida, Grapefruit. And then the Cactus League out here in Phoenix. So two parts of the United States where the baseball teams get together. So pitchers and catchers, that's the throwers for you, uh, bowlers and cricket. The guys are getting their arms ready for an April to October six month journey in the world of Major League Baseball, MLB. So it all starts here in Arizona or Florida. So we got a bunch of teams out here. And why did I think about that? I guess because the Chicago Cubs come out here to Arizona and they've been doing it since the 60s. And, uh, you know, it's just you're back in Chicago in 30 degree temperatures and you'll start seeing quote unquote spring training games and your mind will be blown sitting in a home with snow piled up outside <laughs> looking at the desert where guys are playing baseball and it's coming soon in April to you so probably the most boring sport of all time and maybe a little bit less boring than cricket because baseball American baseball ends in three to four hours and cricket goes on for a long time several days in some cases and there's no fence there's no boundaries baseball's got some boundaries and those of you who love cricket can probably argue with me and say oh there's a boundary cricket all right whatever i'm american so i'm polluted by the american baseball thing but it is pretty boring sport because you got a guy throwing a ball Every 12 seconds, he throws a ball. And a guy stands there and tries to hit it. And he hits it like once out of every three times. And it goes on and on. And they say it's a thinking sport. You know, lots of thinking. Oh, yeah, lots of thinking. A lot of mental. Oh, it's a mental game. <laughs> and and, and the, the only, the, probably the best way to look at it is statistically. Because the athletes, the, the people that actually can perform it, are amazing outliers. I mean, they've probably been playing the game since 12, 13 years old. They've become, well, first of all, they're gifted, number one. And I'm convinced that with my own sons, you can try and get them the best practice and best uh, experiences. But if you're just not gifted, it's just not going to happen because... It's an amazing statistical analysis of how many kids are playing baseball at 10, 11, 12. 
and how few make it to the major leagues. And it's discouraging. And we watch it. I mean, people watch the game. I don't find it that interesting, actually. Except for, I mean, just to admire, like, wow. You know, the guy can, wow, the guy can throw that ball better than anybody else. He can, another guy can probably hit it better than anybody else. And things happen. Little, little differences. So are there any applications? Well, for me, it's like the opposite. It's like that's, um, I feel like life is not a, a reduction process of we all start out with certain gifts and then we either make it to the top level or not. I think the change in thinking can be instead of like, it's okay to admire and praise and say, wow, I'm an elite athlete. But I, what I'd like to see is the part of my inclusion strength that I like to include everybody. And then as I think everybody's an outlier at something, and that's the trick. That's the reframe um, mindset of everybody's an outlier. It's something, and you can have a lot of joy when you find your outlier gift and live in your outlier gift. Whatever it is, I don't know what it is. It's yours. It's you. You probably, you probably know it. People talk about it. It's there. It's your, your thing. But unfortunately, the environment we're around still loves that baseball mindset of like, you gotta, you're not as good of a thrower or a hitter as someone else. So the baseball athletic mindset is just about reduction reducing reducing people to the where we only pay attention to the elite athletes and isn't it kind of better to think of people as elite everybody's an elite person and maybe i'm stretching the talk to strangers but but this but talking to strangers kind of if you have the mindset of really interested in the person, talking to them, asking good questions. You might find out what they're elite at, help them identify. Because is that life's journey that we don't know what we are elite at and an outlier in? So we kind of go through life and we either find people with that fixed mindset and uh, that either you got it or you don't, here's the baseball, hit it, or you don't hit it. You're no good, you suck, can't do it. So when it comes to baseball, you're out. Or as Project Runway says for fashion designers, one day you're in and the next day you're out. So. Um, competition for even fashion work. So, and then there's the philosophy too of like football quarterbacks. Every team has to have one. It's 32. 
but there's probably only five or 10 that are like awesome, right? So the other guys get to play, but they're not awesome. They're quote unquote adequate. But if you did a distribution curve of the 32 quarterbacks, there'd be four or five outliers. Maybe 15 average. Maybe three really poor ones, and then the rest are kind of like in development stages of, we don't know. Could they become elite? Could they become top? So can you get the time factor on the distribution curve? So I'm almost home. Um, I enjoyed this talk. I hope you did. It's just... Thinking and walking with Bud on a podcast. Yeah. Um, what's the value? So um, think about your outline gifts. What are you like really good at? And if you are blessed to know exactly what you're awesome at and you are doing what you're awesome at, fantastic. I don't think many people are living in that space. So help other people find, help other people find what they're awesome at. And unfortunately you, it's a mindset shift. It might be growth mindset. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a, fixed slash growth. Maybe it's a new mindset. Maybe it's a, a, a outlier mindset. Maybe, maybe I should call it that. Maybe I should call a podcast outlier mindset. Cause I kind of like that. I think I'm on a roll here. So, um, here we are. Outlier mindset. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you either know your gifts already and you're like, performing well and the fixed mindset people get upset with you because you're like awesome right the growth mindset people uh love you and they like okay do you do you you do your thing you're awesome do your thing but maybe the outlier mindset are those of us who see that everybody as an outlier strength skill something to offer calling and um yeah i kind of this is kind of sitting well with me <laughs> outlier mindset and maybe it's because i have to be different you know just like martin luther said to copernicus or about copernicus like oh these scientists they always have to dream of something different and yet really martin luther i mean you just kind of dreamed up a whole new way of doing organized religion. Like, you know, so a scientist can't do it. Oh, and by the way, Copernicus was actually definitively correct about his new way of thinking. So, so, so we do know that the sun is the center of the solar system and that the earth rotates about the sun and not the other way around. So good old Martin Luther. See, and that's the thing is like Bill Bright, Martin Luther, myself included, Black Slice, 
black slice. We get things wrong. So thank, please forgive me. I probably said something to piss you off. I keep apologizing to Dubbo and Dubbo Australia because I'm, I'm afraid that I'm insulting the people down under, as they say, right down there. And, uh, and it's just maybe a cultural shift of not appreciating maybe the language. So anyways, I don't really want to insult anybody. But I do like the outlier mindset, and that is now the name of the podcast. And that's how we do it. That's how I do it on this podcast. This, this is Buddy's Owner, Arizona Schnoodle Walk. This is what the desert brings to you, the clear air, the sunshine, the philosophical, like, why are we here in the desert? We're here because of technology, air conditioning. And I'm not talking... 5G wireless. I'm talking basic technology like automobiles and, oh, paved streets <laughs> and, oh, water distribution. That's kind of nice. And sewage treatment. That's the technology, which has been around since the Roman Empire, right? But uh, it's not brought to the deserts of Arizona because we didn't have air conditioning and that is the magic of arizona anyway so you have a wonderful day i'm feeling chipper you are an outlier and if that resonates with you i think it you'll have to keep reminding me to come back to it to the outlier mindset all right cheers everybody grace peace no grace mercy and peace we need some mercy Mercy, mercy.